Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh and he is... And I am Chris. And Chris, he always is. How are you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing wonderful. Doing great. Excellent, excellent. So, um, everyone watching this on YouTube might see that last week we had some technical difficulties. I have been sick this past week with a sinus infection, so I didn't have a chance to really fix it. We do apologize for that. If you're listening to it in some podcast format, you're going to be like, what? Um, yeah, last week's episode is fine. Sorry about all the technical difficulties and my audio. Got that problem fixed, as you can probably hear. Probably hear. But yeah. we are here today to talk about some ADP and what how we hate the certain players adp um yeah so, adp uh, versus affb or no affb versus adp <laughs> well, either way we're gonna we're gonna kick its butt something like that mm -hmm. anyways disagree with yeah. it strongly yes well disagree with each other strongly <laughs> uh -huh. well we had a little <laughs> argument pre-show about some one of these guys so yeah um uh, Chris brought this to my attention before we started recording that Jeff Wilson, hey guys, it's Jeff. Um, he is out four to six months with what kind of injury again? What was that? Meniscus damage. Sorry, I put it on the monitor way over here for some unknown reason. Out four to six nah, months after cool. knee surgery. Wilson recently underwent knee surgery to repair a torn meniscus and is expected Ooh. to miss four to six months. I think I said weeks and I meant months. So, yeah. 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 So, uh, I mean, so Jeff is going to be time, out maybe. until, you know, the begin. What is that? The beginning of November, potentially. And that just gives us room for Trey Sermon and my dude. Um, so Mitchell. Mitchell. Uh, thank you. I almost I, said I more. I almost said more. Nope. That's a wide receiver. Yep. And we can't talk about enough mores on this podcast. Mm. video uh, whatever fun newsflash I, I don't think there's uh any more is it more related is it related to someone named more no i think that's the problem we I mean, might well, have to, we can't we might have to cancel this show entirely there's nobody named yeah. more in this show is there? Ooh. show's over the show's over thank you goodbye <laughs> no. don't stop everyone uh, don't click on a different video football. have a good day and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any mores to talk about so uh, we're done We'll see you next year. What, what, <laughs> what, what, what do you got now? Uh, that was it. I was just, I was saying okay. funny enough that there's nobody named more in this episode. All right. Um, why don't you kick us off, Chris? Who do you got? Um, who, who's your, who's your first disagreement with ADP? My first disagreement, uh, we'll get this out of the way because my list is a little running back heavy, kind of like yours, which is, we agreed is very important, uh, I, in, I just I, well, I wasn't I wasn't trying to focus on on a specific position. I was just going by. Well, ooh, that guy's going. Oh, oh, yeah, yep. And ooh. I feel like that I did the same thing, and it kind of steered me in the direction of a lot of running backs. But I'm going to open it with with receiver. Yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas has an ADP of two twelve. Um, and is that too high or too low for you? It's too high. Um, it's not terrible. Um, and we'll parse that here oh, in a second as far as how. Go far down, it. I might move him. Uh, but my issue with uh, him going over others at the 212 is quarterback situation. It's not stable. Uh, in fact, it's quite unpredictable. Drew Brees, however, uh, the epitome of his career, uh, stable, predictable, reliable. Uh, Drew, Drew Brees passed or surpassed or flirted with surpassing 5,000 yards every single season for a better part of a decade. Uh, as if, When you look at his career numbers, you'll see in the last three or four years, the you know 5,000 yards was not 
attainable, uh, number one, volume. They went more run heavy. Number two, uh, injury. Um, so, you know, they become a running team. So even if uh, one wanted to argue that, you know, Thomas is in the uh, vaunted New Orleans offense of, of old where they threw the ball a lot, that's not going to be the situation. So he has to be, in order for him to finish like he did in 2019, he has to have an insane amount of volume, like Marvin Harrison volume from back in the, what, 2000s? With Peyton Manning and whatnot. With Peyton Manning, yep. Yeah, exactly. So, Why not Marvin Harrison? Remember, like, he's always like... <laughs> and for those of us, and for those listening in audio, like Marvin Harrison was always just like huge, like wide eyed, like very wide eyed, yeah. Like, and he was like never blinking. He was just constantly like looking around and everything. Like, that's probably like a good ass, um, a good trait to have as a wide receiver. You know, like you're just you know. To go back even open, further, another player around. that comes to mind, Mike Singletary. He did had the same oh, look. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so if uh, going back to Thomas, if somebody wants to kind of suggests that he can make up for subpar quarterback play and a de decrease in volume and still go off the board as a wide receiver eight before the likes of Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaren. I would strongly disagree. So you got him at the two twelve. Yeah, that's yep. more or less the name. So you would you would you would tell okay, so you you don't like Michael Thomas that much. Would you rather have I'm just gonna do this real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you rather have Michael Thomas or J.K. Dobbins? You're on the clock. Real quick. Don't think about it. Just knee-jerk reaction. J.K. Dobbins, Michael Thomas. Dobbins. I'll go positional scarcity. Okay. Okay. Uh, Michael Thomas or Julio Jones? Thomas on, is, quick, still, quick, quick. is still a one. Julio is probably a one B or a two. Wherever he okay. Uh, even though he's probably switching teams. Michael Thomas or Allen Robinson? Allen Robinson. Okay. Michael Thomas or uh, Mike Evans? Come on. Come on. Evans. Quick, quick, quick. quick. Evans. Uh, um, Amari Cooper. Ooh, that's even closer, I feel like. Cooper. Okay. These are all guys that are going after Michael yeah. Thomas in ADP. And we're mm -hmm. going, and Amari Cooper's all the way down to the 405. That's, so yeah, that's what I was just looking at. You're thinking you're thinking that Michael Thomas is going. There's a whole round, round. Almost a round and a half, really. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's yeah. quarterback I, situation scares the the Dickens out of me. Okay. I'm kind of okay. Michael Thomas or David David Montgomery? Probably Thomas. He's he's probably Montgomery is not one of my favorite running backs. Very me neither. And I, and I and I didn't bring up David Montgomery because I was I excluded him from my conversation because I was just like I'm going to you, it's, you just, it's going to be you nauseating. You reflexively glossed over him. <laughs> well, I mean, I just figured we're going to talk about it. We have talked about him enough, and we're going to. True, so I'm true. just like, I'm skipping over David Montgomery. Yep. Honorable mention, and just to, just to get some fresh names out there for yep. me. So, yeah. Yep. Who is at the right. 309 oh. Montgomery? That is 309 ADP. So. so you think Michael Thomas should go in more like fourth round than Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas? How about that? In the third, beginning of fourth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I like McLaren Just, better. Yeah, gosh. Okay. <laughs> That's why we're having Lauren, this conversation. Okay. All right, my guy. My first guy is, I did this in no particular order other than, like, oh, this guy or that guy. Uh, my first guy is Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. He is currently going uh, 1309, so like the back half of the 13th round. This is way too low. 
okay. He had a pretty good um, rookie year, you know. Um, he ended up with, uh, I'm sorry, he ended up with uh, 35 receptions for 599 yards. We'll just call it 600 yards uh, and seven touchdowns in 11 games with the Bills. That's not bad, not bad at all. Or I'm sorry, he's in 11 starts. Some of that was due to John Brown being injured and whatever. Um, and but John Brown's gone now. Gabriel Davis is probably going to be the wide receiver too in Buffalo. That's actually and, while you're talking. I'm looking up their depth chart and their draft picks. To mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly where I was heading. Continue. Yeah, and so and so he uh, to put this all in perspective that um, you know so like I said, John Brown's gone now. So now you take John like let's say we take seventy percent of John Brown's workload and add it to Gabriel Davis's numbers from last year. We ended up with 58 receptions, 920 yards, nine touchdowns, which all ends up to being about 175 fantasy points. Where does 175 fantasy points get you to? It gets you to wide receiver number 25 that you're taking in the 13th round. Like that. I mean, that is way too low. That's a, that's a steal right there. And then like, there's potential, there's potentiality. That's not really a word, but we're going to say it anyways. Um, <laughs> that Gabriel Davis has even gets even higher numbers too. Gets more opportunities, more targets. I mean, mm-hmm. the Bills. I don't think the Bills are going to be as pass happy as they were last year. But there's definitely a. a, a I don't know, think they want to be. There's a chance. I don't think they want to be either. But I think there's a chance that it happens again. And if it does, I, in the thirteenth round, you get this mm-hmm. guy. This guy's going way too low, and mm-hmm. probably by the time drafts throw around at the end of August, beginning of September, very beginning of September, he it will climb. But you know, if you're doing a draft right now, or somewhere in June, the beginning of July, and he's still in the eleventh round, smash that draft button right there. Yeah. How does I, how does that make you? How does that does that does that warm you up to Gabe Davis at all? I think it warms, gives me a warm fuzzies inside. Um, I think the only pushback playing devil's advocate, and you kind of just addressed it with your last comment about volume there. Um, mm-hmm. the, when you have a quarterback like Allen and you're a playoff contender, you're a Super Bowl contender, let's mm-hmm. call it what it is, um, you know, you do what you have to do to win games. And sometimes that's lean on your quarterback. This is a pass-happy league. Pass is more efficient. Because the right. detractors will say, well, yeah, he might be the two, but he's really not the two because the slot is Beasley and he's always on the field. I say always. I don't need that literally, but you, you understand what I'm saying. That, he, that, he's, that, he's among the best uh, slot guys in the league. Pure slot, yes. Yeah, yeah bar not. Like, he's that good. Uh, even if you're not talking yeah, to stats. And, 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 he's a, and he's a professional, too. He's a pro's pro, you know, that sort yeah, of thing. And he would take, he um, would take opportunity from Davis. And then the last thing I was going to say is uh, this guy, they drafted Marquez Stevenson. Not bad college production. In fact, he's kind of a touchdown scorer yeah. is what it looks like. But I think, I think one of the reasons why they, I think one of the reasons why they let Speed. John Brown walk is because of Gabe Davis's, uh, you know, progression as a rookie. Yeah, so, I think it's a great find. Anyways, uh, who's your next guy? Oh, I'm up. Uh, Mixon, uh, Joe Mixon, ADP of 212. You might say to yourself, I mean, that's pretty high. You know, I mean, what? he's not the RB1, Chris. That seems pretty reasonable. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that. Uh, RB is the most important position to redraft and in fantasy in general. Uh, so I kind of went running back heavy in this list here, as I mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah, we, we are talking about uh, redraft here. Sorry, I wanted to chime that in. I didn't say that. Oh, that's top. a good point. Um, yeah, we are 
if if you couldn't tell already, this is more a redraft centric show. We're talking yeah, ADP. Sorry, I'm I'm, st I'm still a little congested. That's okay. So we kind of turned the page on on. 100%. We we ne we'll never turn the page completely on Dynasty, but we're moving towards more towards redraft given the month that it is. And now it's redraft. Exactly. Yep. Turn the page. Um, here's a fun tidbit: Mixon has never scored more than ten touch ten touchdowns in a season. I think that's about to change. Uh, the law of averages, the regression to the mean. I think uh, the volume is going to be there in Cincy. I think you're going to see a great offense. I think he's going to reap the benefits, uh, assuming health, of course. Uh, I firmly believe he would have been back uh, last season if Burrow had been playing. I think they kind of shelved Mixon for a bit. They're like, you know, you 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 really helped this offense go. We're not in playoff contention. We're playing for uh, Jamar Chase at this point. You know, we're playing for a high draft pick. So let's just let's just. Uh, lean on some other guys speaking of other guys uh let's see here 2017 uh oh well, so here go ahead, go ahead. while you sorry i uh, sorry to interrupt but so here's the problem with joe mixon and i am sort of playing devil's advocate to your joe mixon here mm -hmm. real quick is that I, I hate to be i hate to keep beating the same drum but cincinnati's offensive line is terrible it's mm -hmm. been it was ranked 29th by a PFF two years in a row. 29th. That's that's really bad. They did next to nothing to address it. Now you can say that they didn't do much, and they've been they have invested draft capital and and free agency into their offensive line in previous off seasons. It still scares the bejesus out of me that Joe Mixon has not done. He has done a lot with very little as far as offensive line, but he can still have those problems this coming year. And I think with this ADP, it's kind of baked in. Now I would rather have Mixon than DeAndre Swift as who has gone just above him in ADP, but mm -hmm. I, and I would rather have Mixon than, you know, Josh Jacobs is going right behind him, but I don't know. I think it's pretty fair right there. I don't, and, and, and I don't know. What, what do you think? Where do you think he would go? Would I think the, I know, Mixon? I know they were there last Would you rather year. have Mixon or Cam Akers? He's going seven spots above him. Mixon. Okay. Mixon. Would you rather have Mixon or Calvin Ridley? Three Ooh, spots. Probably above Ridley. Him. Probably Ridley. I'm probably okay. going receiver okay. there. Okay. Uh, Mixon or Darren Waller? Three spots above him. I'm probably going right back there. Mixon. Okay. Yeah. I, I tend to wait. So, and, and, and one quick side note, too. We are going by fantasy football calculators. Right. Uh, fantasy half football calculator. PPR ADP, ADP, which we just wanted to give context in case someone's like, well, that's not what Fantasy Pro says, mm -hmm. or that's not what this website that I'm using says, you know, right. it's uh, just no, to give people context. Sure. Now, I would say the last couple of things, just address the offensive line. Uh, I know the coach was there last year, but it's still a relatively new coaching staff. I would hope they can coach the guys up that they do have, assuming there is some mm -hmm. modicum of talent there. Uh, and just a faster-paced offense, more, uh, less conservative offense, I think plays to the strengths of both Burrow and Mixon. Mixon played in the spread at Oklahoma. So I think those will help mitigate some of those uh, protection issues. He'd go to Oklahoma, didn't he? Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. okay, 2017 was his first year. Uh, he averaged 3.5 yards per carry and then 3.6 yards last year. Uh, of course, he was hurt. Um, so sandwiched in between that, he had two really good years. I think it was 4.5, somewhere in that ballpark of, uh, of average, uh, which shows good yeah. efficiency. Um, I would also say, uh, you know, ex, uh, the exceptions rule, the, the bad quarterback play and injuries. Oh, and a little thing called geo, the stash Bernard was in town and he's gone now. So, you know, 
talking about volume, talking about opportunity. Yeah, but they took some running backs too to maybe take Gio's spot as well. So Gio's maybe contract, maybe also, kind of ineffectiveness. Um, I don't know. Contract. I like. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to say I disagree with you. I love Joe mm-hmm. Mixon. Don't you know? Like I just. I don't know. I kind of agree with the, its current ADP at the moment. You know, I don't agree with some of the guys going above them, but mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not bumping him up that much further. I guess I'm not bumping him to the beginning of the second round versus the end of the second. That's my. That's me personally. Personally, I'm not doing that. Uh, right around. Okay, so running back of Gibson, I'm probably. I'm going Mixon over him. I'm I'm probably I'm taking Eckler over Mixon. We talked about Acres. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about receiver. Yeah, half a round is kind of where I'm at, I guess. And so it's not crazy. So it's not that bad then. And he's only 24 years old. This is a redraft Ooh. show. Yeah, exactly. This is a redraft show. So, you know. No, but that, that that's a you're, yeah. you know it is a redraft centered show. But at the same time, like that's still I thought he was a little bit older. I think so, he's I mean, he's in his prime right there. He's in his yeah. prime right there. You know, like and fresh legs because he rested last season, in okay. my opinion. Yeah. So. Fresher, yeah. I guess he might, I mean, he might even creep seasons. up more for me. I, I'm I'm very high on him. I even thought about making okay, a move okay. in dynasty for him. It's just I don't know so why rich. his age. I don't know why his age all of a sudden made change my mind. You know, I saved it for the last. Him a little bit higher. I, I saved it for the last at, for, on purpose. I thought it was kind of the kick. In fact, I literally typed, "Here's the kicker. He's only 24 years old." I I almost okay. hesitate on that because it's a little more of a dynasty tick. But as you say, it does show wear, tear, uh, uh, likelihood of injury or less likelihood of injury. So uh, I'm yeah, I'm very high on mixing for sure. Okay. Um, here is one we are going to argue over and we already did. We already did pre recording. I, in fact, I got very in your face about it, but, um, Jonathan Taylor, he's going at the, I'm sorry. He's going at one Oh seven right now. I have him written down as one Oh eight because that's what it was last night. Um, this is way too high. I think it's I, and I'm a Colts fan. I love Jonathan Taylor. I have a Jonathan Taylor jersey. That's how much I love him. I loved him coming out of Wisconsin. I was happy to see him go to the Colts. What mm-hmm. I do not like is that the Colts resigned Marlon Mack. They still have Naeem Hines, and I think that everyone is forgetting about the first ten weeks of last season. Jonathan Taylor wasn't that great, folks. He really wasn't. Mm-hmm. And what did he do the last um, few weeks? was great. It was amazing. It really, really was. And that was him coexisting with Naeem Hines. I get it. He also mm-hmm. faced some of the worst run defenses in football in those six weeks. That's that that's that's a lot that's saying a lot right there. In the last six weeks, he played Green Bay terrible. Or I'm sorry, he played Tennessee twice. They're terrible. Green Bay was really bad. Houston was really bad. Played them twice. Uh, really banged up Pittsburgh defense. Jacksonville. These are really, really, really bad de- uh, run defenses, or they were at that point last year. And he did good against those. That, that that's great. You know, I'm really happy for him, and I loved it. I love I love watching him. What little I did get to last year. I mean, it, I'm sorry, but before then, his best game was 14.4 points, and that was against the the Browns. After that, his worst game. So his his worst game was the first game against Tennessee in Week Ten, four four point seven points. Mm-hmm. Other than that, thirteen point four, twenty one, twenty nine and a half, seventeen and a half, nineteen point four, thirty seven point nine. That's great. All against really bad defenses. Now 
you and you can say like, well, you know, he's going to get Jacksonville twice. He's going to get you know um, Tennessee twice, and you know, like mm -hmm. he's going to get Houston twice. That's great. What about the other ten games? You know, like, and you think you said beforehand that you think Marlon Mack is a non-factor. I don't think so, man. I think this coaching staff has proven that they will use a running back by committee, especially with uh, the new seventeen-game season. You know, it's just. I think that Jonathan Taylor should be going more towards the second half, the 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 bottom half of the second round. So like an, at a, a round or a round and a half later, because of all these factors, you know, when you factor in Naeem Hines, it could just mm -hmm. be a Naeem Hines game. It could, you know, maybe there is a Marlon Mack appearance here and there, you know, and it just happens that Marlon Mack's having a good game. And so they're just riding the hot hand. Like I get it. The Colts used a second round pick on Jonathan Taylor. I think he is very talented. I just don't think – I think with, uh, drafting him at the 107, you're ignoring guys like Ch Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler. These are all guys that are going after Jonathan Taylor, who I'd much rather have. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Um, while I agree he's, a, I guess, a tad – uh, that's a technical term, folks. He's a tad high. <laughs> that's what I think. Um, a tad. You know, push comes to shove. Again, a little bit was discussed off air. Right around mid-second is kind of where you're at with him, 205-ish. Um, it's just that's right where the RB1s run out. Um, I also pushed back a little and said, well, do you or do you not believe he's an RB1? And you said no, which I think is insane. Um, however, I think, I, has, I think he has potential. I think it's just, it's too risky. It's too rich and it's too risky mm -hmm. at 107. And, and, mm -hmm. and one thing that I like to do, and this is a personal philosophy, maybe mm -hmm. you're different. That's cool. Mm -hmm. We can be different. We can, we can coexist. Our differences can coexist is that in the first round, I want guys that are going to be score or have the, that I'm almost positive are going to score me 18 plus points a week. You know, mm -hmm. I want on a weekly basis, I don't want a roller coaster ride you of consistency. Well, this is 30 points this week, it's 10 points the next, blah, blah, blah. I want guys that are, that I think are going to score 18 points every single week, not average 18 points, score 18 points or so every week. You know, maybe yeah, more I like what, 16, you're, how you, what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way. And to put so, it, and so if I have to bump Jonathan Taylor out and put Travis Kelsey in the first round or a Tyreek Hill or a Stefan Diggs, or an Austin Eckler, or a Metcalf, or a or a DeAndre Hopkins, you know, like that's fine. I'm fine with that. And if if someone thinks differently, that's cool. If you think Jonathan Taylor is going to get you 18 points a week, that's great. I don't agree with you. What do you What do you say? Oh, and to put the cherry on the, the on top is that the Colts are going to kind of struggle a little bit at left tackle this season, at least to begin the year. Eric Fisher is probably not going to be there for the start of the season. It's going to be Sam Tevy, who is a competent blocker but not great he's not going to be um mm -hmm. anthony costanzo i would i would say i i would subscribe to the tackle argument more than the others because i do believe he'll be uh, a more we'll see a more consistent jonathan taylor i think with the abbreviated off abbreviated almost like it was non-existent off season no preseason um, I feel like running back is a rhythm position uh, and he never quite got his rhythm. And yes, they had a subpar or I say subpar. Uh, they had an offensive line struggles is, is the easiest way to put that. Um, and, and you don't figure those are going to get better missing a left tackle. Um, but I think he's going to make up for some of that by uh, hopefully we see some good play from Wentz. Uh, I just think that going 
much further past the mid-second round is much too far for what I believe to be an RB1 at the end of the day. Even if I believe he's an RB, like the RB12, you know, instead of a top five guy like some folks believe, I just, I just think receivers so deep that I am going to pay up for some of these running backs, and Taylor is one of them. That's okay. I, I mean, because I can. I'm get also talking about. I, I would like later. to throw in that it is the very end of May when we're recording this too. Now, oh, if for sure. the coaches come out, if the coaches come out and say, or there's like, there's got to be a lot of hype here for me to actually get on board with Jonathan Taylor. If they come out and say we want to have the offense run through this guy, and passing is going to be our second, our secondary concern. Okay, so like now we're talking end of the first. Fine. It can be a combination then, of a couple of even tidbits. then 107. Like that's mid. That's mid first round, man. Well, and we were we were on have... the same page there. I thought 107 was a bit rich. I'm higher on Chubb. Uh, I'd rather have Chubb, uh, Eckler, Zeke, or Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor easily. Mm. So say the Cowboys. So say the Cowboys fan to the Colts fan. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. Or whatever honestly, that's worth. I think I'm gonna go Zeke. You know, I do. Yeah. There is a, so me being me being a pessimist. There is a little bit of optimist optimism in me that we're going to see a let's just call it a Pro Bowl caliber season from Zeke, and maybe an All Pro okay. caliber season, like almost maybe flirt with two thousand yards from type who? of from Zeke as a kind of a last hurrah. It's just I'm so okay. terrified about the work that he's put in, the miles on the tires. I think I, Paul, you can Paul say that about Jonathan off. Taylor too. In college, true. He's younger, true. but yeah. But, well, he you know, his anyways. his carries were managed last year until the end. Uh, whether they were managed because of performance or performance, you know, I think it was a little bit of both. But uh, no, I'm still not denying anyways. the fact that he did not perform well. I I think we'll see more okay. efficient Taylor, for sure. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe my you know maybe my tune will change as the off season goes along. And we get closer towards draft time, probably not. Mm -hmm. All taking... right, man. Uh, who's your next guy? Uh, let's just go right into Eckler because it's really kind of the same conversation. Similar area, obviously. Uh, ADP is different. One hundred seven versus the two hundred three for Austin Eckler is where Eckler's at. But we're both a bit higher on Eckler, obviously in PPR formats, which we're all playing in nowadays. Uh, you know. You're probably not everyone, though. Some people, there's, I mean, there's fantasy football purists that are just like PPR is terrible. They're probably if not you really want to play Eckler. Then some of somebody, somebody's probably taking them too early for them to like. But Eckler. I mean, you, but you, I mean, even in a, even in a non PPR, like mm -hmm. you, you still get, you still get, you know, points for his receiving yards, Shooting you know, touchdowns. Yep. And in yep. non, and in non PPR, Eckler is 205. So he's going two spots lower oh, on that's, average. That's surprising, but okay. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just I love the offense. Uh, similar stuff with uh, with Mixon and the Bengals. I want as many. I want pieces of the Chargers and the Bengals offense this season. I would take Eckler over Taylor. Um, okay, so Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones. That's right about where I was heading. Probably still going Aaron Jones. I don't like the question marks about Rodgers, but as we Eckler or Eckler or Travis Kelsey. Eckler. Zeke. Eckler. Chubb. Chubb. And Devontae Adams. Adams. So he's an RB1 for me. Okay. 
at okay. the back, yeah, he's back, going. He's, you got him the in the first, the first round. I mean, the back of the first, it's not. It's not that big of a difference. Um, Fact. I don't know. You're, I mean, you're talking about you're talking about a half round difference. Maybe I think you're mm -hmm. kind of splitting hairs a little too much, but you know, I get it. I mean, Austin Eckler in in our in every draft that I did last year, it, he went in the second round. I thought it was ridiculous, but I think in hindsight, I th think that was pretty valuable. I if he'd have been healthy, right. I, I think it'd have been I a think, pick. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, I think oh, this year, sure. I'm all on Eckler. I think Eckler belongs in the first round. I just, like... Good, good. I think, I think we're... Mm, I, I'm guessing, like, maybe the 107 where Jonathan Taylor's going. I was then, just gonna, you know. I was gonna wait for you to finish talking. I was saying, so if I'm moving, which I did agree with from the beginning, I'm moving Taylor down some, not Two and a half rounds. No, I'm just getting one two and a half rounds, but a bit. I'm saying um, the whole round. For I'm Taylor, probably taking the yeah. whether Adams is my number one receiver or not. I'm taking a receiver over Taylor, so move him down one. I'm taking Chubb over him. You said Zeke. I said no. I'm taking Jones. Prob that's probably right about where I'm at. Taking Jones over Taylor, and I'm taking all barely taking Jones over Eckler. So yeah, again into first RB one territory. I'm prioritizing mm -hmm. that a little okay. bit. Okay, cool. Um, let's do our next pe people. We we cheated a little bit, and we we um we crossed the streams a, a little bit, and we're talking Ghostbusters, not you know anything else. Um, we both came up with James Robinson and Travis Etienne. I'm assuming that you think that James Robinson is too high, and Travis Etienne is way too low. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, James Robinson right now and like I said this is the end of May so we're a I'm month after out. the end what I'm gonna pass out when you say it's ADP it's ridiculous it's this so is ridiculous. we're we're a month after the NFL draft a little more than a month exactly a month actually um James Robinson 304 Travis Etienne the what is he uh, did I not write it down what the heck um, he's the like eleven oh one, the first pick of the eleventh round. He's like the RB eighteen. I don't who? want James Robinson. James Robinson. He's like the RB eighteen as far as as far as ADP goes. And you know, you were all about James Robinson last year and everything, and I was kind of like, well, I mean, he's not that talented, but I mean, he ended up as what the RB eight on the season. Yep, and or somewhere in that neighborhood. And so that's good. That's that's great production with a bad offensive line in Jacksonville. They were just running them. They were running them ragged. That's mm -hmm. cool. Like, and I love that Travis Etienne gets drafted in the first round by the Jacksonville Jaguars and this new coaching staff. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Like with the first round, a uh, first round pick, you're not drafting a guy in the first round for next year. You're nope. drafting him. You're not in the drafting the guy round. in the first round at the running back position to play him at slot receiver. Get the no. You're not. No. Doing it. And they have a slot receiver already. They they have receivers. They're they're three deep there in mm -hmm. in Jacksonville. And yeah, they'll probably line them up on the outside. And there are going to be times where James Robinson's in the backfield and Etienne's out there as a as a pass catching weapon. But man, I, this, is, enough, this is this is going this is ridiculous. This yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. RB eighteen. I don't want him as my RB two. I don't believe no, anybody listening at, at home wants him as their RB two. Um, no, James Robinson he... is sitting there in like as your or should be like an RB five or six, and maybe as like your handcuffed to Etienne. To Etienne, I think. Yeah, and yeah, if we're basically flipping the flipping them. the script exactly. Uh, so, I mean, you got to at least predict he's going to lose this... PPR work. You know, he's at least going to lose that, and he was very good. He was, I think, it was sixty catches yeah. in that neighborhood. So that's I mean, great. Is there something that is there something that people aren't 
telling me about Etienne that he's going so low? Like it's just this stuff they're believing from. Why won't they uh, tell me? From uh, and to be fair, I mean, you talked about this off air. uh, The assumption of reasonable coaching, rational coaching. Uh, Meyer has been out there in the press, as you know, he likes to do. Uh, is saying that uh, Robinson's still going to get uh, a lot of carries. That he, you know, Etienne's more of a slot. Percy Harvin. Uh, this, this I believe is vetted. This I believe was proven to be fact, uh, although it came from a rumor, I guess. But it seems to be understood that it's fact that he wanted. Uh, who's the New York receiver? Florida receiver. He just took not too too at well. Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. He wanted Kadarius Tony in this role. That tells you he was willing to take Tony at this spot. Except a a worse franchise, a worse GM took Tony earlier, so he was like, oh, "Okay, fine, I guess I'll take Etienne and put him into this this Percy Harvin esque role but that, that we keep hearing that's, about." That's what Lovisca Chenault can do, though. That's what I don't understand. That argument's been made also, and to the contrary, um, Etienne's too accomplished through the air to not play in this in some of those situations, but look what he did on the ground at, at Clemson, dude, this is a very efficient player. He's going to be in a spread. Uh, the spread I has worked its just, way in. I don't I, see. I don't, I don't know about this because who would you and, rather have on maybe, the field out of these three? If you had to choose on a particular down, uh, you could throw third down out there if you wanted Etienne, James Robinson, or um, who would be the slot? Uh, Chenault. Cause I think he would be in slot. Cause the other two guys are strictly. Who would out, I rather I, have out there? Yeah. Or assuming they go three receivers I mean, more than they go two running backs, I guess is what I'm saying. You can't have Robinson. I, you... I mean, I, I mean, it kind of depends, but yeah, I mean, if it's like first and goal, uh, Robinson, but I mean, otherwise, no, I'm, I'm picking Etienne to be the, the running back out there. And then the receiver, know? like you're not going to put him on the field at the same time. And, and then you're not going to put Robinson in. No, Etienne probably not. You're probably going to go three I mean, wide and put Chenault out there. Yeah. Assuming, well, I mean, we're, and we're on and the same page here Jones. too. Like, yeah, like yeah. what we're saying here, folks, is that like Etienne. I don't think I think Urban Meyer has a long history of using one running back, and I don't think it's James Robinson. I think he. I think they drafted Etienne because Urban Meyer thinks that he's a do-it-all guy, and he certainly can be. He's a little lacking in power, but he's he's the, also. It's not like he. It's not like he's a pushover though. The it's only not like time he, can't he move did a pile. it was one year in Ohio State. 16 or 7 26 no oh. uh Mer- Meyer 2016 or 17 yeah. maybe it was Samuel played this hybrid role and he had like right six or seven hundred rushing okay. six or seven hundred receiving gotcha. so that's the only time he's done it and my argument to that is that he did it because of the uh the personnel that he had uh okay. forget I don't remember who the running back was in front of Samuel who was more the I'm primary not saying guy. I'm not saying that Urban Meyer can't change his philosophy when mm-hmm. he I mean this is the first time he's ever coached in the NFL too I think that he's going to stick with what he knows and that's a one running back sort of thing now that now you can argue that maybe it's because of a longer season he's going to try and mix it up but I don't think so man I think it's going to be mainly like 75% Etienne and 25% Robinson you know and if that and if that's the case and if that's the case, then Etienne should be going in like the fourth at the you know worst. Yeah, I mean we're talking you know? the eleventh round. This is it, I'm sure that's going to rise. I am sure that's going to rise, and I assume there's no way it can't. I, mean, I assume unless, mathematically unless Etienne gets injured. Exactly. So right? I assume Robinson will then also lower. But we're talking a huge discrepancy here, folks. Like that is it, that is insane. Don't listen. I, to this I don't time. understand yeah. this. Yeah, we'll revisit I feel like this, this is again in August fruit for us. But I mean, I feel I feel like it needs to be. I feel like it has to be right? called out, though. I feel like it has to be called yeah, out. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 
And this, um, again, who's... redraft, folks. We are not in dynasty mode. We are not in love with Etienne because right. of dynasty. This, we believe. I mean, I am, but. I know, but we believe I he's going to get production. We believe he's going to get production in year one. This isn't like a, yeah. That's why I took him in our dynasty draft is that I think that there's year one production there, mm -hmm. you know, there you go. that and I really needed a running back too. So mm -hmm. like bad. Yep. Um, anyways, um, I'm going to go on to my next guy and that is Michael Carter, the running back by the New York Jets. He, his current ADP is even lower than Etienne and it's 1205. And I, like this, this is too low. I think this is too low. And I feel like I'm being a broken record with Carter here. I, I, I think this guy has talent and I don't think that the guys uh, in front of him who are Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson are like the, the you know, the, the veterans there. Mm -hmm. And this guy is obviously a rookie. Like, I don't understand why Tevin Coleman is going ahead of Michael Carter. I think that this is a team that is drafted Carter to have a role. Is he going to be an every down guy? No, I don't think so. But I think he's definitely has potential in that the twelve oh five. I mean, here's some guy that's going. Did you say uh, Tevin Coleman? Tevin Coleman is going ahead of him. I think so. Yeah. Oh God, I'll, I'll bet that. In a um, second. Here's some here's some running backs that are going ahead of Michael Carter right now. Marlon Mack, Trey Sermon, Giovanni Bernard, Benny Snell, Ter Tariq Cohen, Justin Jackson. They're all backups or role players. Tariq Cohen. And, and and also Damian Williams. Damian Williams at the 10-11. Like, come on. Like, these are all guys other than Co Tariq Cohen that I would rather have instead of Michael Carter because Michael Carter has more of a clear-cut path to fantasy relevance than any of these j other jokers. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, I said earlier with with Jonathan Taylor that Marlon Mack's going to have a role. Sure. But I'd much I would much rather have Michael Carter than Marlon Mack because I think that Michael Carter has potential of being a solid RB2 or, you know, a nice RB3 slash bi-week guy, whereas any of these other guys are not. They're just depth. They're garbage, except for Tariq Cohen, you know? Agreed, yeah. Uh, hold on. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Still not 100% in health. Um, yeah, I mean, and look and listen to this too. That's and this is in this is in a timeshare last year. I know I said this in earlier shows about Michael Carter, but on 156 attempts, over 1,200 rushing yards. Very efficient. You know, nine touchdowns. Like, and if they man, can get him on the is, edge in that zone, uh, he's method. not. Yeah, he's not much of a a speed guy per se for his size. But maybe he had a bad 40 time too. I think he had a bad 40 was, time. It, I think he's a little deceptive. I'm not saying he's a track star, but. Yeah, I think it's No, I think he's it's not, wrong. but I think in film he came off a lot be, faster. Yeah, this guy could easily be like mm -hmm. a sort of MJD esque guy. Mm -hmm. Maybe not quite that fast, but yeah, I, I, definitely I just, has the size the size and, and, and capability of doing I so. I just think Coleman is a locker room guy. I I think he's a joke. I mean it's just well, I I'm just mean sorry, I just I mean he's there he's there to be you know like the third or fourth running back have some depth at the position be a good locker room guy willing to sh you know bring the young guys along I think he's a good I, in, I, in I, that I, regard he's a decent player but no actually having him out there for more than a week it, we're also talking about fantasy just, football too so yeah I right, just yeah. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to touch Tevin Coleman I do want Michael Carter on my team especially so you're the saying round. you won't this, this, the, you won't trade for him in dynasty is what you're saying. Kevin Coleman? Yep. No. Okay, I will write that down. <laughs> Stop trying to trade me your garbage, all right? 
I'm gonna have to, Deacon, I'm gonna have to cut him a, eventually. Deacon, then I'll offer you a third round pick. You oh, know, okay. like like I did. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> who's your next to, guy, man? <laughs> my next guy is my last guy. Yeah, because we already did Etienne and Robinson is a quarterback, oh. Kyler Murray. Speaking of low hanging fruit, I almost didn't go this direction because okay. I feel like it's implied a lot but we have to remember uh, that are you too high do you think he's too high or too low? i think it's way too high and you know me i love kyle murray i love the arizona offense i want all this volume hurry up offense he's running yeah. around throwing throwing deep bombs however his adp is the 406 folks i don't know about you but i'm still filling out my skill positions my running backs and receivers round, yeah. and maybe a tight end in the fourth round if i go high. i don't even start looking at quarterbacks until like Mm-hmm. Maybe the maybe exactly. the seventh. So, round. so this you, is my more like the tenth. So this That's is my me. this is my annual public service announcement that I do every time because I play with That's lots fun. of more casual uh, managers. I we have a show that is just by its nature going to be geared a little bit more towards casual fans, and it is important to mention folks like Kyler Murray because yeah. folks like me fall in love with his production. Folks like me fall in love with the player, his future that he has ahead of him. 4,000, 5,000 passing yards, 30, 40 touchdowns. You know, like all of these are into the realm of possibility of him attaining in reality. However, value. It's not worth it, folks. You want this year's Kyler Murray, not last year's Kyler Murray. Exactly. You want. And that's what everyone. That's what I don't understand. um, You want Mahomes' first year. You want Mahomes' first year. 2018? Is it now? Uh, first year starting 2018, 2019. Anyway, Anyway, you want that guy. You want Lamar Jackson from 2019. You know, you yeah. want to cash because, in because on that in before that ADP if, goes if no one, Because, and to your point, no, if no one remembers, Lamar Jackson was like a 10th round pick or something in 2019. Like yep. he was, and he, it was, I mean, like, I don't remember the stat. And even was that the majority, was rising because of... The majority of the, of shatter. like the fantasy leagues in 2019 and the championships were like, you either had Christian McCaffrey or Lamar Jackson on your mm-hmm. team and in the championship, or if you had both, then it was just, you were, the, you were the winner. Like there was no way you didn't win because you waited on quarterback. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, yeah, I, I'm totally, I'm, I'm totally on board with what you're I mean, even like a round later, um, one round, you can get the life. Nah. Right. Oh, okay, we're not, we're ahead. not going to go fifth, but just a round later, like almost to the, to the, T, uh, you can get a Dak Prescott or a Justin Herbert at the 504 or the 505. Aaron Rodgers at the Aaron Rodgers at the end of the fifth. Let's go down a little further. Let's go to double digits. I'm sorry. I'm looking at full. I'm looking at non PPR. Not bad. Um, first one in double digits that I see come up is Carson Wentz. Okay, I'm probably out on that to be honest with you. Um, Baker. I see value there. Kirk Cousins, seriously, at the 11 12, the end of the 11th, folks. Yeah, uh, well, I'd take Cousins every day on that, in that case. Really drops off after that, but Tua, taste. That's okay. I mean, it, it's also, it's also based on your draft, too. Like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like to assign an arbitrary number to, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. this is when I'm going to take my quarterback. Yeah, don't, don't I kinda, go out there like, Read your room. It, it definitely goes. It definitely goes on the draft. Like if quarterbacks start flying off the board and it gets to a point, like say in the eighth round, and I'm looking at Matt Stafford or Ryan say, Tannehill, exactly I'm, I'm right. gonna I'm gonna go Matthew Stafford every day of the week because I'm not a Tannehill believer. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of am. Seven now. picks. You I kind of am now, but but, but it's also it's also volume with Tannehill as well because there's games where 
it's just the Derrick Henry game and Tannehill ends up with like 170 passing yards, you know, and a touchdown. Like, But on the sorry. other hand, Derrick Henry set record highs and carries last year. You can't imagine that can continue. So either somebody takes the carries. Gonna, I think they're going to try. I think they're going to try. They're running this dude into the ground. You, man. you may be right they there. Are. That's not necessarily what I'm getting at. But, you know, like we said earlier, sometimes you do what you have to do to win games. Like. Yeah, I mean, I guess I assume they stacked boxes last year and still couldn't stop Henry. So to your point, man, the, the, the man is a mountain with legs. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm just saying I they lose a the receiver. You kind of can figure they go, you know, more run heavy. But also, I just don't see how they can keep it yeah. up. So maybe they go a little more pass heavy. But anyway, that's beside the point. You said you said Kyler Murray and then it just became every quarterback because that's kind of how we that's how we roll. That's kind of how I mean, we roll. And yeah. And and I know know that's kind of what any, uh, fantasy analysts are now saying, because like it's just become a thing. Wait on quarterback. Why spend? I feel like it, I was. I feel it's like becoming I was more common knowledge, part. but I definitely still wanted to mention it because. Kyle but I mean, Murray like some people though, like and, and and I don't and and like and sometimes too. And here's the argument against um, not waiting on quarterback is that say you're a Chiefs fan and you're in the beginning of the third round or the end of the second, and you're like. I want to I want to root for my guy Pat Mahomes because I'm a Chiefs fan and I want him on my fantasy team because he's a good quarterback too. Fine, do it. That's Go great. It. You know, yep. like Pat Mahomes is going to put up good numbers for you. No doubt. That's cool. We're just we're just saying, you know, like I want to have fun watching fan. I want to have fun watching football, and so I'm going to get Pat Mahomes on my team. He's going to score me some points. Great, you know, especially if you and you're like, and I got Tyreek Hill in the first too. Why not? You know. Putting have together, or something. It, yeah, yeah. I have fun winning, so <laughs> that's why I wait on quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're cool. right. Have fun I, playing fantasy. That's what it's all about. I do that. I think off air. It, I, it I mentioned I went for Dak in the sixth one year. Um, I think it was last year when he got hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it might have been super mm-hmm. flex. You I doomed. You doomed Dak. No, yeah, I think it was in regular, or was it your league? I, I think, think it was, was your league. league. I think it was sixth round of your league. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm so not my next, into my either, next guy is my my next guy is um, actually two guys because I cheated because it's our show and I can dictate the rules if I kind I can kind of dictate the rules if I want. Um, Chris has to say too. Um, <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> yes. Um, he's he's shaking his head now. Um, my next my next two guys is Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Too low. And why do I think that he's too low? These guys, I guess, is Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is an amazing quarterback. Yeah, he's in his mid-30s now and whatever. This guy still has – he still has a hell of an arm on him, and he can bomb the ball down the field. And while Robert Woods is not the fastest guy in the world, and Cooper Cup is maybe faster but still not the fastest, they – like, I know Cup can, has certainly proven that he can, you know, outrun some DBs he and everything. He can run, for sure. And I think maybe people are, for, are are people forgetting about 2019 when both of these guys were like top 15 wide receivers. Um, you yes, know, I think like they are forgetting. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, uh, Robert Woods is 28 and Cooper Cup is 26. So you know, Woods is getting towards the tail end of his the prime of his life. You know, physically. You know, but Cooper Cup's right smack dab in the middle. And man, I just I want both these guys. You know, like I'd, I'd rather take I'd rather take either one of them or Kenny Galladay, who I love Kenny Galladay, you know, but mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I, I'd rather have him over Mike Evans and Chris Godwin because I think the Tampa Bay wide receivers um, situation is just a fantasy mess. Um, you know, I just, what do you think, man? What do you, what's your take I, on this? I'm, I mean, it's a guaranteed hundred and probably f- closer to 50 targets than 125. I'm looking at cups stats, uh, yeah. 94 targets rookie year, 55 in 2018, which was only eight games. So you can extrapolate he was that. Injured. Assume that was going to be a hundred targets plus 134 mm-hmm. targets, 124 targets. And then you yeah. up the passing volume with a better quarterback and Stafford. Are they still going to run? Yes. They're still going to lean on that defense, in that running game, but you up the efficiency of the pass pa- passes. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's wheels up. I'm all about these receivers, uh, uh, being Rams offense kind of period. Oh, I mean, yeah. Malcolm Brown, Malcolm Brown leaving town like that, that ups the, the running back room Breakers. to me, mm-hmm. like with, with, um, acres and in to a lesser extent, Daryl Henderson. I still think Daryl Henderson is going to have a role. I don't think it's going to be the cam Akers show. 100%. I do, but I was still putting acres above swift. Cause I started, we, we both started coming down on swift cause of Williams coming into town and just, I think swift is, and I'm still past. there too. Yeah, exactly. I, don't get me wrong. I love I love Swift. Don't get me wrong at all. But you know, I still couldn't agree more. Jamal yep. Williams does. I think Jamal Williams is going to have a role too. And is yep. it going to be so? Know, what I'm saying is Swift? less yeah. less so than Henderson or whomever else is behind Henderson yeah. in in, in uh, L.A. <laughs> I had to remember. Yeah. LA. So I mean, I mean, both these both these guys. I'm sorry, I don't have a, a big giant argument like I do with with uh, Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor. But you know, and even I, if you're I not. Just, I, Go ahead, sorry. And, and, and when it comes to Woods and Cup, um, right now Woods is the five hundred one, which I don't think I said earlier, and Cup is the five hundred eight. So, yeah, give me the cheaper the one, Cooper Cup, which I'm always going to be. I'm always going to prefer Cooper Cup over Robert Woods because of 2019. And yeah, my me too. I had him on my uh, my championship team or my runner up team, I guess. And, that year. and his really good year, 2019, he had ten touchdowns. You can almost like I'm yeah. expecting because all his other seasons he was single digit touchdowns. So I think that goes up. Well, some of that's uh, got off. Too. I would say a little bit of pushback on going with the cheaper one or going cup over Woods is that Woods is probably more the outside guy, and I feel like Stafford is kind of always preferred yeah. the outside receivers as opposed to the tight ends. Not, 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 nah, not true because Golden Tate was was very fantasy relevant sure. when Golden Tate was in Detroit. But so was you Galladay can't... there? Um, might have might have been healthy? his rookie season. Might have been might a rookie season. That might be accurate, yep. actually. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's that's conjecture. That's that's yeah. It's Marvin Jones was still there though, and and uh, mm-hmm. I mean the Marvin Jones the, the then still the, guy, the, the then still alive Eric Ebron was still there and whatever. And he had that. Uh, well, he didn't get productive till he left Detroit. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Ebron. That one year in Pittsburgh, he did really well. Caught like eleven touchdowns. You mean or something. you mean Indianapolis? That's what I meant. Reverse that. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. After he left Detroit, and, and stopped he, in and Indy, had the great year, and then hadn't done anything. It had like thirteen touchdowns that season. That was in twenty nineteen. My point. Believe, my point was it wasn't was, in Detroit. My, my point team, was my, my fantasy team in twenty nineteen was amazing, and I lost because of stupid Lamar Jackson. The truth comes out, folks. That buzzsaw. The truth that buzzsaw. And and Mark Andrews too. They just destroyed me in the championship. Those two, like yeah. What about the championship before that? Did you win that one? And what did you win that on? Yes, a stat correction in the championship game. Yeah, maybe it's called karma, there, buddy. Maybe suck it up. 
<laughs> it's not my fault that Nick Foles is terrible, and that's what who my opponent chose as quarterback that that particular game. That was that was a bad decision. I loved it. That correction, folks. Obviously, he earned correction. the right to win the game and the right to be in the game with his fantasy managing my, up to that with point. My, with my, I'm my, just my saying, good team, yes. I'm just saying karma anyway. shined on your hiney that year, and you probably deserved a little less karma the next year. A little less good karma. I was going for the repeat, man. The repeat. That's true. It was with, it's true. You get selfish. It. Yeah. I could taste it. More. Anyways, uh, that's enough. That's enough of, of, that was my, it, wasn't of it? our keeper league, which is just bonkers. That, that was our list. That was our, that mm -hmm. was AFFB versus ADP. Um, as Chris mentioned, as Chris mentioned at the, the towards the beginning of the show, we are taking the month of June off. We are going to work on some rankings, some behind the scenes stuff, trying to um, just really up the game, uh, the mm -hmm. show's game. You know, and we're going to come back strong in July. At some point, we will be switching to um, the the show will come out on Friday, early Friday mornings, yep. because we'll be doing so you can matchup, use the matchup shows. Yep. We'll be doing matchup based uh, analysis, you know, and everything. But that, which is really the meat and bones, happens. the meat and bones. What the heck is meat and bones? The meat and bones. <laughs> it's like the meat pie of fantasy football. <laughs> with bones in it. <laughs> Oh, I'm to lose um, my of I mean, what I'm trying to say oh, oh. is matchup shows are really the actionable content that you kind of need during I mean, the season. The meat you, and potatoes, you, perhaps. Thank you. The meat and potatoes of regular season fantasy football, both redraft dynasty, all of it. Cause you, you got to know who to start. You got to know your matchups, who they're facing. It's, it's, it's really where we make our hay uh, during the regular season. Yeah, so that's true. But it. I mean, we, we still got, we still got a lot of, we, and we got more ideas for off season content. We just wanted yep. to take June off cause it's usually a really slow um, NFL news and everything, mm -hmm. but we wanted to just up the, the, the infrastructure of the show as well. So, yep. you know, Need some time until to then, that. until then though, we will have some player focused videos, which you were calling eye on videos. Um, I am almost done with my eye on Tua, Tua. Viola, the Miami Dolphins quarterback. After that, I'm going to be doing DeAndre Swift and um, probably like Michael Pittman. Maybe I'll do Jonathan Taylor just to really hammer Might home be. the fact that he's not a first rounder. <laughs> um, anyways, so um, I got to get the heck out of here. I'm still not 100%. So until next time, everyone, which will be in July. I would like you all to have a goodbye. Later, everyone.